Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast, the podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me, as always, Amy Thomason. And Amy, how are you doing today? I'm very excited about today. Okay, yes. Well, I am excited because we have a very special guest here with us once again, original Oscar Watch co-host Alex is here to discuss this week's movie. Alex, uh, it's been a while. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. I'm good. How are you all been? We've been good. Holding down the Oscar fort. We've been we've been holding it down. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a different dynamic now, but uh, mm-hmm. we're so glad to have you here with us today to discuss Toy Story 3, which is, uh, you know, it's a fun movie. And you might be asking, why are we bringing in Alex for this? Isn't he the horror guy? Shouldn't we be focusing on horror movies? And I will just say that Alex has a lot of passion for this movie. <laughs> that is that is correct. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you are familiar with my unbridled hatred of this film. <laughs> I think that's why you. T- I think that's why you called me in. That, that that is that is why. And I want to. I wanted to see you know forcing you to watch this film again. If your thoughts have changed, but don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Save, save it for the actual not. conversation. But they have, you, they have a little. I'll say, but we'll we'll, we'll yeah, talk about because, that because it is always. <laughs> this movie came out in 2010. It was part of the it won best yes. animated feature at the 83rd Academy Awards, and that was eight years ago. And we were all very different. We were just discussing this. We were all yes. either uh, none of us had kids. I think some <laughs> of you two were married at that time. I think. Yes, I got married in yeah. 2009. 2009. Okay, I I wasn't married yet. Still, I was dating my wife. So, but it's uh, it, a a lot of animated movies. I've noticed mm-hmm. they uh, they either they age differently than regular movies a lot of the times because they're so animated movies are so tied up with uh, with childhood and like kind of the moment you saw them. So I'm very curious mm-hmm. to see how this uh, how this movie has changed for all of us, especially now that. Our kids will probably soon be watching the Toy Story movies if they haven't seen the Toy Story shorts and 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 all of that. So it should be it should be. I think this will be a very fascinating discussion. Should be a fun one, and I, I do hope there's some vitriol because I think we've liked a lot. I think we've liked too many movies recently. To be we have to be honest. To be honest. Uh, so just a little a little a little a little at the top. Toy Story three was directed by Lee Unkrich. It was uh, written by John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton. They wrote the story, and uh, the script went to Michael. I wrote Little Miss Sunshine and Star Wars Episode Seven. Aren't it stars the voices of Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Joan Cusack, Ned Beatty, Don Rickles, Michael Keaton, and so many more voices you all are familiar with because we've all grown up with Toy Story. And that uh, leads me to my next question: the, the series is over twenty years old now. Uh, what, uh, what, what is, what is, yeah, yeah, 1996. Crazy. That's <laughs> the first CGI animated movie ever. Uh, what is your memories of this, of the series? Did you have warm, warm thoughts and feelings towards it when, if, when the first two came out in 96 and 99? I definitely did. I think Toy Story 3 is the only one I actually saw in the movie theater. Okay. Because depending on when the first one came out, I think I was in college. So at that point, you know, I was too cool for things like this. But I remember seeing them and thinking, that's so adorable. And the entire concept of toys, because I don't know about you, but when I was little, I used to kind of imagine that my toys came to life when I wasn't there, because that's just how I was. (laughs) 
So I thought it was very sweet and I thought they were good. And Toy Story 2, when it came out, was just as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. And that song, When She Loved Me. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I would put that that in the opening from up as far as like gut-wrenching, you will cry. Right. right. It works every single time. Every it doesn't, it doesn't, time. And it's, it's, it's just, instant. And I love that yeah. you hear the title of the song and you think, oh, it's probably like a romantic song about like romantic love, but it's not. It's, it's not. about your no. love for your toys. And we've all oh, had away. that. And it's an idea that had never really been explored before because you don't <laughs> think about it. But then you think about it and you're like, here's my heart got sarah mclaughlin it's like all the right all the right things to make you cry and despair but and i love june cusack so yeah i do have good memories of it i definitely have good memories of it yeah uh alex do you have uh, yeah i yeah i definitely was completely obsessed with it i was a little younger i was i guess i was in like eighth grade or something like that when the first one came out so i was i was a little too old for the toys but i still ended up with a buzz light year doll uh one of those like big collectible ones that never took out of the package I think my aunt well, got yeah, this. Well, me. I'm not really sure You never it. took anything out of it. Yeah, yeah it's like just my toy. <laughs> right, right. Just push, you just push the button that, you were that one led of those his uh, voice box. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any toys anymore like that. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely still had it. I don't know what hand, ended up with it, uh, what, where it ended up, but uh, probably in a landfill somewhere, sadly, or in an incinerator. But yeah, I really enjoyed them. I, I definitely I had the same thing. I mean, I think every kid growing up... Uh, definitely plays with their toys like that and imagines that and then uh yeah i mean i remember being blown away by the first one love the second one and then uh being let down horribly by the third one but uh yeah it's it's been it's been really interesting revisiting them because i have i have watched them again with my children and watching it with them is always kind of an interesting experience to see what you know kind of bringing you back to your childhood and then you know younger than i was when i first experienced the films but um uh, getting that perspective is always is definitely yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what what do what do your daughters uh, have to say about Toy Story? Do they do, do they love it? Or they are they do, do they have some insight that maybe you never really thought about because you're older now? Uh, no, they haven't really had insight. They're they're still you know they're five and seven, so they're not much insight. But, uh, but uh, they can stumble across no. it or <laughs> accidentally. No, no, uh, I mean nothing, nothing too profound coming from them. But uh, they they like it. I, I feel like the same thing. I have uh, my younger one's kind of like the more. Um, creative player i'd say so she's the one that's always kind of like making up stories with her with her uh, dolls and action figures and stuff and so uh, she probably got a little more of that kind of uh my older one's a little more like literal minded and doesn't really uh um um uh play as uh doesn't really create things as much as the little ones so the little one i think kind of connects more to that whole world and they both enjoy the third one, and and then that's why I own it, uh, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I watched it with my you. son the other day. I put it, I put it yeah. on for William and Elena, and Elena's still more like a baby, but William mm. picked up on all the humor of it. Now we didn't really watch the whole movie because, like I said, he can sit for about forty-five minutes, and then he's like, "Okay, let's turn this off." Which I'm glad that he's not <laughs> addicted to the screen uh, to screen time because he's right, really right. not. He'll be like, "This is over. Let's turn it off," and I want to play. <laughs> which I love, but he, I mean, the whole opening when Woody like loses his hat and he's like hang gliding, mm-hmm. he yeah. thought that was the funniest thing ever. Like he got up off the couch and was like, mommy, did you see he lost his hat? Ah! <laughs> he just, he's so 
just innocent and pure. And like he is Andy. <laughs> like he plays with his toys mm. like that and he finds everything mm. hilarious. So he's young Andy. I don't, he is young Andy. And <laughs> just a little side note I, I, how much adults love this movie. I have a friend who, when her husband proposed to her, her favorite character in the movie is Rex, the dinosaur. Oh, yeah. And and he put he put the ring inside like a Rex dinosaur mouth, and then he squeezed it, and out came the ring, and that's how he proposed. And she was like, "It was the coolest thing ever." I'm like, of course you love Rex. He's amazing. Yeah, he's uh, he's my uh, yeah he, he's he's pretty great. I uh, I always liked uh, I always I always liked original Slinky Dog, voiced by uh, Ernest Jim Varney. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad to see uh, him yeah. he passed away. He couldn't couldn't do it for this the, one. The, the the guy who the guy who did the he did a pretty good impression, but I uh, but yeah, it's definitely not the same in the in the third one. Um, because I, I yeah I had a for a second I had to go check make sure that it wasn't him because I was like wait a minute it sounds a little bit off I wasn't sure if it was after he had passed mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Are uh, you uh are you guys are, are you guys team Woody or are you team Buzz? Woody. Uh, Buzz. Buzz. No. No. <laughs> I was like you know what? Well, everybody's team Woody. Apparently not. If- uh, if you go by the second movie, yes. If you watch this first movie, uh, rewatching it, Woody is a complete sociopath in that film. <laughs> he's, 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 he's he doesn't care about anybody but himself. He he's uh he's he's vindictive. He, he he tries to murder Buzz. I mean, let's not forget that he's only <laughs> trying to bring him back because everyone else cast him away. The only he's only in his uh, he's only caring about his self interest. There's nothing. It's- there's nothing. Uh, good oh, about him. He's very he's very serving okay. character. Very, very long time. <laughs> Since I've actually seen that, like oh, all the way through, right. I might have only seen it all yeah. the way through once. But yeah. it's, oh, we, it's Tom Hanks as a cowboy. <laughs> Who doesn't love Tom? <laughs> right. I, but, but, He's but, better but, in the second one. Right. He's come to terms with his whole his his whole assholeness. Uh, I but, love uh, Jesse. Channels. though. Jesse's amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, Je- I mean, Jesse, Jesse, yeah. Jesse, Jesse's great. She's she's the one of the right. rootin' tootin' cowboy. This cowgirl. Yeah, <laughs> rootin' tootin' cowgirl. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what's a uh, bullseye? The the horse bullseye. Oh, oh. <laughs> breaks my heart in this. Doesn't one. get enough to do in the third one. Bullseye. No, no. Uh, the second one. The second one has a much bigger part. Yes, he does. Yes, yes he does. Well, uh, okay. Uh, wonderful so far. We're going to take a short break. We're going to discuss the uh, the Academy Awards again that year. We've talked about them a lot. And uh, yeah, so stick around. Have some fun. Oh, boy. Uh, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but thank you to the Academy. I wouldn't be standing here if it weren't for the vision of three incredible guys, John Lasseter, Ed Catmull, and Steve Jobs, the founders of Pixar Animation Studios, which, by the way, is the most awesome place on the planet to make movies. (laughs) To my producer, Darla Anderson, screenwriter Michael Arndt, my cast and crew, everyone at Disney and Pixar, every single person who had absolutely anything to do with making Toy Story 3 and getting it out into the world, I share this with you. To my grandmother, who always insisted that she'd see me up here someday. To my parents, my wife, Laura, my kids, Hannah, Alice, and Max, I love you all so much. And finally, thank you to audiences all over the world who came out in historic numbers and embraced a movie about talking toys that hopefully had something very human to say. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Toy Story 3 became the third animated film ever nominated for Best Picture following Beauty and the Beast and uh, Up the previous year. 
It won two Academy Awards out of a total of five nominations. Best Animated Feature, and Alex, what was the other one? Original Song. Yes, Best Original Song. <laughs> we Belong Together. Randy Newman took probably five minutes, just banged it out, and yeah, he gets an Oscar. Just make a, make a Randy Newman song, they told him. That was the, that was the direction. <laughs> yeah, that, make a Randy Newman song. Pretty much. I think he's done... He done, he, he did... Um, you Got a Friend You've in Me. You've Got a Friend in Me, which, come yeah. on, is it's, such a... Which is a great... I'll give you that. That is a great... Yeah, that, that is kind of a series-defining... see you smile from parenthood. Come on. Great, great song. From the, the, the movie or the, the show? Movie. Okay. I don't acknowledge the show in my reality. I it's only the show is so good, though. Yeah. It's by the Friday. Anyways, anyways, it was nominated for three other Academy Awards. <laughs> uh, what were they, Amy or Alex? Whichever wants to take it. Uh, it was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Sound Editing, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Best Adapted Screenplay. This that 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 Michael Arndt. He's just he 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 already won a couple years earlier for Little Miss Sunshine. Because of course he did. Because everybody loved that movie. I can't wait to hate on that just a just a little bit more. Any chance? Any chance Ow. I can? I'm like, oh, <laughs> this movie. We're gonna fight over that one. We're gonna fight over a lot of things. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, but let's see here. Uh, that year was a small year for best animated features. There are only two other nominees, uh, but one of them was really good. Uh, Alex, can mm-hmm. you care? Do you uh, do you happen to know what those were? I don't know the other one, but I do know How to Train Your Dragon should have won. Yes. <laughs> I'll just say that straight up. <laughs> straight up. The other one was The Illusionist, uh, a uh, independent uh, sort of not, – not not the terrible movie with uh, – what's his face? Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah, that's a, it's a bad mm-hmm. movie. Just, just see the prestige. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, uh, Alex, I would, have, I would actually have to agree. How to Train Your Dragon is really, really good. I hate that title yeah. so much. But after watching yeah. the movie, I was like, "What? Whoa! Like that? Like that was how you do adult themes with with child, you know, with in animated very well." And I I do appreciate uh, any movie where they where they maim the main character. Like he like he lost his leg at the end. I'm like, oh, he had to, he suffered some consequences for his actions. Okay, mm. I uh, that's 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 really good. Uh, DreamWorks. It's kind of it's it's lagging far behind on the uh, on the best animated feature uh, Oscar pool. Pixar has mm. basically all of them, but I uh, I'm really bummed that How to Train Your Dragon didn't pick, didn't get that one because man oh man oh man. Uh, Amy, have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? I have seen neither of those films. Neither of those films. Nobody's seen The Illusionist. But now that I've heard so many good things <laughs> no. about How to Train Your Dragon, I might have to put that on my list. Yeah, sorry, kind of. Yeah, that's it. definitely good. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Even no. <laughs> the second one is also yeah, like it's, it's pretty good. It's it's solid, and I think I think there's a Netflix yeah. show just like dragons. Or something. Yeah, they turn it to whole franchise now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's there's a billion. You know, all these DreamWorks shows, uh, these movies. I don't know how many non-parents know this, but every DreamWorks show has been turned into some kind of um like long running like every, everything even i think home what, is home dreamworks i got this is like a like a netflix show and Jeez. and um there's a billion of them now there's there's so many like shows that I, like kind of are under the radar that uh that are spawned off of these there's a madagascar show like uh yeah, there, king julian is a Steve show madagascar shows? Like, yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff yeah there's it's, it's kind of crazy how, how they've kind of franchised the hell out of these these films so they might not have got the oscars but they probably got all the money right well, that, well, well, I mean, you know, not not with Netflix. I mean, I haven't heard of any of these because Netflix is terrible at, at yeah 
you know, advertising their stuff. Oh my god, it's the worst. Yeah. But you know, that I I feel like that kind of ruins the the magic just a little bit. It's like having a Star Wars every year. It's like, well, it was mm-hmm. like we had to wait 16 years for that piece of crap. Like, come on. Like that's how you, that's how you do it. You know, you're 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 stretching it out too much. Uh it was a the rest there was a you know, there were a couple of other good anim, uh animated films out that year. One that I think could have been nominated as well. I picked I picked out four uh that i think you know that were you know stood out because there are always there's always a digimon movie that drops in one (laughs) theater or something like that but uh you had the fourth and final shrek film shrek forever after which does the whole we're going to go back and sort of redo everything in case we wanted to do more movies that didn't do well the secret world of arietti which is a studio ghibli ghibli did we determine that ghibli I nope. forgot now. Forgot. Yeah, it was a while. G- it away. G- uh, the other uh, Megamind, which was which was fine. It's a it's a pretty good like supervillain yarn. And Tangled, which I have to say, Tangled oh. is a re- Tangled's a very good movie. I, I love. Movie. Yeah, that's... and I was upset that the Tangled song didn't win for best song because it was also nominated mm. for best song. Yes, I loved was. Tangled. I liked it more than Frozen. Haters, feel free to send me death threats. Uh, send us all death threats. I'm I'm ready to fight about <laughs> Frozen. And do not. But yeah, Tangled. Tangled. Tangled's great. Passionate uh, animated it's fans. Great. Uh, that, it's a great song. It's like a very. It's a fun princess yarn, I think. And uh, I don't know, like. You have th- like why not just have a fourth movie be nominated for best animated? Like I don't I don't get why you and it was successful too. You it was very successful. That it was just, it was, of course, put it, it was, on the list. It was very successful. It was end of it was like released in November or something like that. I remember it being end of the end of the year. It could totally have been in competition for this. It just this is a that was um, a Steve. Do you, what, was there a, was there a limit for the first few animated ones? Maybe you know this. Uh, like how many? Uh, do you know how many uh, nominations there were for the first few? Yes. Um, I think it was. I think it was generally three, but I, in 2010, mm-hmm. they I, um, it could be because it, now it's around five now. Yeah, right? it, it, now it's around five, but like it could sometimes jump back and forth. You know how like sometimes there are like eight nominees for best picture, and sometimes there are nine yeah. or ten. So like it's, I don't know exactly how it's, it could have. It, it could have something to do with like you don't want. I do, like I with the way the balloting works. I I I, I honestly don't right. know. We'll have to we'll have to look into that. Other smarter mm. people would know better better than me. But you know, if you like, why not just have five? Like you have nine nominees yeah. this. It year. It seems like there were more options this year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why not just why not just have like an extra an extra movie nominated? Unless you just like didn't want to show a montage because God forbid this four hour marathon has <laughs> and it's like thirty <laughs> seconds more in it. Who knows? Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, so uh, Toy Story 3, yeah, that's the movie we're talking about. Two wins, five nominations, taking a break, coming back, talking about it. Excuse me. Can you tell me where I am? The guy's just asking a question. Well, excuse me. I'm trying to stay in character. My name's Buttercup. You've met Baron Von Schirsch. Hello, I'm Trixie. Shh. Guys, hey, guys, look, I don't know where I am. We're either in a cafe in Paris or a coffee shop in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure I just came back from the doctor with life-changing news. We do a lot of improv here. Just stay loose, have fun, you'll be fine. No, 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 I... Who wants lunch? Beep boop, beep boop. I have the secret ingredient. Jelly beans. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Poison? Yeah. Who would do such a mean thing? Thank you. 
in here. What's wrong? Are you classically trained? Look, I just need to know how to get out of here. There is no way out. <gasps> just kidding. Door's right over there. Well, cowboy, you just jumped right in, didn't you? I'm Dolly. Uh, Woody. Woody, really? You're gonna stick with that? Because now's your chance to change it. New room and all. And that's that's coming from a doll named Dolly. Who's the new guy? Are you a real cowboy? Well, actually. Of course he's not. Pea brain. He don't even have a hat. I do too. Have <gasps> my hat. Told you. I found the Showtime! Quick, get in! Fasten your seatbelt! Close your tray table! Hold on! Might get a little bumpy! Three, two, one! Blast off! Uh, in case you haven't seen Toy Story 3 in a little while, Alex, what is the plot of Toy Story 3? Well, have you seen Toy Story 2, I would ask first. Because hmm. yes, it, it is Toy Story two. That's the exact same plot. It's it's uh it's about um uh, Woody having to choose between two homes about uh about the fear of being left left behind. About uh it's it's basically the exact same theme, same plot as Toy Story two, just a little mixed up. There's a different uh paternal uh overbearing uh figure that they they run into so anyway the toy story characters end up in a, in a daycare this time instead of uh him ending up in the in a in a home by a, a crazy collector and um he has to uh, escape and get back to andy always always andy they're obsessed with andy uh, oh, they, they, love, they love you know. love andy and yes. uh yeah it's all it's all it's it's a, it's a further exploration of the theme, the same exact themes from the, the second one right well because <laughs> as, as i recall the second one was, was meant to be a straight to dvd movie but then they realized wait a minute this is actually a great fucking movie we're gonna release yeah. it in theaters and good for them mm -hmm. because it is to this day i think the strongest of the of the th of the three films it's fun, sadly the one i've seen the least uh, just mm -hmm. being time being what it is, but uh, yeah, you know what? I hadn't actually thought of that because I I couldn't quite remember all the stuff about Toy Story uh, Toy Story two, but mm -hmm. yeah, that it totally is. They, they <laughs> have to they have they have to escape, don't they? Huh. Yeah, what yeah. It's mean? that's one of the things that bugs me. Just to, just to start right off with that is that it, it doesn't really. Do, I mean, it, it's an interesting thought. You know, it's, it's finally you know the the final resting place of the toys when when the kid gets too old and moves along. Right. But uh, you know, a lot of it was kind of done already in, in the second one, and, and and I understand them trying to get to that kind of a final note, even though they are making Toy Story four now, of course. They are. Um, uh... But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why 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 leave it on a when they have so much money on the table? <laughs> yeah walk um, away just walk yeah away. <laughs> yeah uh, uh is, is it i mean is toy story is toy story 4 just going to be the same thing because let's let's think about it when you when you when you really i don't know what could go yeah but when you really think about it the 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 toys are stuck in some sort of nietzschean endless recurrence where they can't <laughs> where they, they they cannot die naturally so they're just they're always <laughs> going to be replaced the at the end of this movie mm -hmm. they end up with the the little girl bonnie and she's, she's gonna, adorable she, so cute she's gonna mm -hmm. grow old they're gonna have they're just have to keep going yeah. through this over and over <laughs> and over again until 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 i don't until literally the end of time it's terrifying this is actually this is so <laughs> it's a it's terrifying a concept of these toys who are bought 
like against their will sort of and they're they're Mm -hmm. kept here it's like we're talking about some sort of weird slavery because they're clearly conscious they're they're they have agency and it's uh it's 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 really it's really really messed up um okay okay so uh andy's andy's going he's off he's off to college he has to decide between Mm -hmm. putting the kids up from the kids Putting the toys either in the attic or <laughs> donating them or getting rid of them or you know, or, or taking them to college or, with him or taking mm-hmm. or taking or taking them. He uh, let's. Oh, it does. It is pretty interesting how how they it's they the toys have been pared down quite a bit. There have been a lot of deaths or a lot of loss yes. <laughs> over the years. But they, they kind of glide over that. that. Yeah, yeah like very kind of brief. Like, oh, this that. all that's left. Like, yeah, they, well, they, there's only like they the really, really glossed over. Oh. I had heard actually that there was apparently for uh, there was one of the possible storylines uh, him trying to reconnect with Bo Peep or something like that, which is, seems kind of ridiculous. Oh, no. I don't I don't know if that really. Yeah, like his love, his lost love, you know. Because <laughs> they, 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 they do they do briefly talk about you know that Bo you know I guess like, yeah. as Andy got older he got rid of his uh you know quote unquote girl toys. Girl toys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, I want to I want to talk I want to talk about Andy because you know you know how I was viewing this movie I was viewing it through the lens of uh, of religion, and Andy, mm. uh, he's kind of you know, Andy Andy's the Andy's their god figure, and Andy yeah. don't give a shit about them anymore. He, <laughs> he is a neglectful neglectful god and, and it's like and it, and it keeps coming back because the, the toys end up in various different places and we'll, and we'll touch on that but i was like andy you're you're kind of like he's the he's he's somewhat he's somewhat sort of the bad guy in in all <laughs> he just in reminded all. me of um uh, uh, Pacino, like devil's advocate, like an absentee landlord. <laughs> that's the idea. That's that, that's kind, that's kind of what, that's kind of what it is. And yet, the the toys are so hopelessly devoted to them, especially Wood, especially that that sociopath Woody. So hopelessly, he's like he's like the high <laughs> he's like the high priest of the cult of Andy that he'll yeah. do anything for this god who doesn't really. Who hasn't shown any interest in them in years? No, you know what it's like? It's like the book The Giving Tree. That they give their whole lives to this boy. And then at the end, what are they're all raggedy and you know, and he just leaves them. But he'll take them out if he needs them, like that horrible male figure in (laughs) the giving tree. Just cuts it down. Just giving giving. (laughs) Okay, right. okay, okay. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that, but it's still it's still very a very cruel thing to enact upon these uh, upon these poor toys. Um, or it could be seen, and I kind of thought about it almost the opposite way with the toys being more of the higher figure in the religion, and that he's the human being, and that when he was younger, he was very faithful to his toys, but as he gets older, he grows away from them. And Woody at the end saying, we still need to be here for him. He may have forsaken us, but we always have to be here for him if he wants to, quote unquote, repent and come back to us. Kind of like some would argue God is always there for us the way the toys are always going to be there for Andy. So hide in the attic until the second coming, basically. No, no, but you know what I'm saying? I, I yeah, no. I saw it as, I, I, as, I as, as different from that, rather. And they do, and they love oh. Andy, but it's almost like, and I say this because I teach Sunday school, so we've been getting a lot of this lately, <laughs> but that they're always going to be there. They are a constant. Like you said, they're going to 
they're going to just cycle through. Andy's going to die, but these toys will still be there with someone else. Hmm. So the, he's like, I know you want to leave him. I know you want to give up on him, but we have to stay here. We have to be here for when he's ready. Right. So, so, the, so the toys and the, to- the toys are gods, and the toys are the selfish gods because the toys they need they need followers. <laughs> they they have no existence outside of their human uh, their human followers. So they 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 they're no purpose, no agency, no nothing. Also terrifying. Also, any any way you go, I think it comes back to it's a it's a horrifying nihilistic <laughs> nihilistic existence for the toys. There, yeah, not, not the, and then and, and Andy's totally would God gone. exist if people didn't believe in him, her, whoever it <laughs> blow mind, mind blow. No, probably not, probably not, probably not. But okay, exactly. let's let, let's let's get away from this. All right, the, <laughs> the, the light so, conversation. For light, I, I love I love light conversation. The let's talk about one of I think my I think my favorite of the Toy Story sequences that is the opening. The, oh, the, yeah. the where it's or it's actual. This is Andy's imagination. It's a train. It's a train robbery. You have the you know you have all the toys engaged in all this ridiculous things, and you have the attack dinosaur in the force field, and they like no, well, I can do this, and it will. And the train full of orphans played by the, the trolls. By, by the trolls always and, makes me laugh. And uh, I was. I, it's I was, really really clever. Yeah, I know. I, I was, it's, I was it's, a, it's a really clever way of like bringing the characters back. Remember, you know, reminding you of everybody, and and then getting you back in the world and the mindset. There is a. Yeah. They, they did a great job with world building in these movies mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you do. They even if you haven't seen the movie in so long, you're like, oh, there's Woody and there's yeah. Jesse and there's the dinosaur. Yeah. It really you get excited to see them again because they are like old friends and they did a great job creating that whole world of characters. They did. They did. And what uh, what I like about that is that the the that opening sequence is suitably. Like enthusiastic and childlike and, and and utterly ridiculous because it's supposed to be because it's in Andy's head he's 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 just playing around and like this is how the kids see it and it's great. And then you you but then there there is actual action that happens to these toys and what I what makes the the entire escape sequence uh, of from Sunnyside the the daycare they they're at feel kind of weird is that. It's also equally ridiculous in that same childlike wonder way, but it's not supposed to be because they're actually doing it, and there's it. Uh, and I was, I was, I was consequences. And I uh, and so like jumping from the uh, the uh, from the opening to to the escape, I was wondering how does that? Uh, how do you guys feel about the escape sequence? Uh, because. If Pixar's known for one thing, it's for re- like having amazing sequences. For our characters to defy death constantly, how does it work here, though? I felt that wasn't my favorite part of the movie. My favorite parts of the movie were the happier parts of the movie. Like I love when they go to the daycare, and they're all like, "I'm gonna get played with," and they're all excited. And the other thing that that I like that DreamWorks does is they do the blend of like imaginary toys that don't really exist with. Like that Barbie, I had that Barbie. That was a real Barbie. So for the audience, you're like, that's a workout Barbie. I had her. (laughs) Like that dinosaur is a made up, you know what I'm saying? So you have Mm -hmm. that. And when they showed the daycare, because I take my kids to daycare every day and imagining 
when Buzz gets picked up and goes in that little girl's mouth, I was like, oh, my daughter puts all of her toys in her mouth. And so (laughs) that's the dark stuff is and it really hit me this time. It's way it's most of the movie. And I I did not like that. And I felt like (laughs) it got a little boring for me. Because it just seemed like now they're trying to escape the closet. Now they're trying to escape the room. Now they're trying to escape this. Now they're trying to escape this other place. And it just kind of kept going and going and going that by the end of the movie, I was like, really? Yeah. It just kind of kept... hasn't been done either. And like the other two movies, like they're always just like escaping and trying to hide under buckets or, you know, doing some kind of, you know, scampering around while people aren't watching. It's 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 been done like. Through two movies, they're always escaping from things. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, and there's like 18 different escapes that we have to watch them yeah. go through. So after a while, right. you're like, I get it. Yeah, exactly. And so by the time exactly. they're about to face death, that part for me, I wasn't as emotional as I should have been because I was so like, I know they're going to escape this. I know they're going to escape this. Right. It's, it's the the crazy hell. thing about that. That sequence, I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the darkest sequences ever put to film in a, in a kid's movie for sure. Uh, uh, but uh, the fact that they themselves believe that they're going to die, they, like they all hold hands and are all prepared for their eminent demise. They're just they're just like, yep, this is it. They just and they, they have accept acceptance. It. It's that's <laughs> the scariest part about the whole thing. It's not that they're going to like in kids movies. They never believe they're going to die. That doesn't yes. happen. Right. Like even the most peril, like you know, you think they're going to get it, but they're like, nope, that's it. This is it. This is the final moment. And they all hold hands and look at each other lovingly uh, and, and, and experience this last moment together. And it's and terrifying. We all were young when all those Don Bluth movies came out. You know, we've all seen oh, yeah. Watership Down with the bunnies that kill right. each other. Like. We can all handle darkness of movies. Right. right. But even mm-hmm. this was like, you know, that weird bird in The Last Unicorn that had the breasts. Oh, yeah, and that's so the woman away to kill her. Like, that's mm-hmm. really the drunken skeleton drinking the wine for some reason. <laughs> so bizarre. Yet that was not as scary as all of the beloved characters holding mm-hmm. hands and being like, Yes, we're gonna die, guys. It's been a pleasure knowing right. you. And you're like, What? and and even i noticed it even starts off in the beginning during the during the dream sequence during the play sequence with with the nuclear bomb of monkeys that gets dropped onto them (laughs) (laughs) like wait a minute wait was this nuclear imagery in my pixar film because it just it's straight up like a like a mushroom cloud of of uh of those um barrel monkeys monkeys. yeah Yeah. (laughs) right from that moment i'm like wait a minute this movie going yeah. on another yeah another. it's it's it, yeah. it it feels like uh honestly that they they're it's it's the it's the curse of the third movie where the third movie is like all right the first one was great it was unexpected a hit second one was even better and the third one we gotta go so big that we're gonna just like it's an effects extravaganza and it actually ends up being the weakest one because we're like you're just kind of repeating yourself at at, at this point and actually on the on the darkness of it the it was this movie is rated G, and even and I think a lot of I think even I think later on, the MPAA or maybe it was the British Film Board were like, yeah, I think we fucked up on that one. It's like there's, like there's some dark stuff happening like all around from the moment they get the moment they find out what what's happening in Sunnyside, it becomes this terrible uh, Dante esque voyage through some fucked up shit 
because because uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to religion. You have Andy's house. Andy's house is representative of the heaven they want, and they are kicked out of it not for any not for any particular reason. It's through a, a plot contrivance, and they reach Sunnyside, which is a lovely seeming paradise, but it is not. It is mm-hmm. uh, it is a it it's is okay. a it's it's a false heaven. It's controlled by uh, a creature uh, known as the Demiurge, who is sort of this 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 god figure who has only control over the uh, the materialistic world and the Gnostic tradition, represented by Lotso. And they have to escape this this sort of this qua, this quasi purgatory, as it were, and um, they end up in uh, they end up in hell. So they basically they basically go through the entire <laughs> Divine Comedy in about a hundred mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, which, which, which is, which is, right. kind of, which is kind of cool. Which is kind of cool, except, um, and you know, and at and at the end, they are rescued by angels, uh, who are the uh, the aliens from the pizza planet with the claw. Because, and also, how do they know how to operate this heavy machine? I, I, there I are a lot are. of there are some contrivances. I'm like, I, I, I can buy toys coming alive i can't buy i can't buy toys operating heavy machinery that they've never seen before. and how did they get there i was like how did they get out yeah. there did i miss something well they get well they, they got scooped up by the by the garbage truck or it was the, just one of those loader. it was one, one of those things by that by that point i was like kind of zoning out yeah i'm like, like okay get it it's just going on too long they're gonna it's go like, in there story they're, unless they really died and that's just like a dream sequence that they're all they're all it's like the, the jacob's ladder oh, flashback they could, at the end. wow they're actually oh man i hadn't <laughs> even dead. thought about that yes they actually died and every because it's such a happy ending because funny all the good is stuff. great now all the good stuff happens right oh <laughs> they're all oh. just melted plastic yeah constantly just kind of just like constantly you know eternally forced to just like imagine this oh that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about Lotso. What do you guys think of Lotso? Lotso Huggin' Bear, voiced by the great Ned Beatty. Uh, I've uh, like I've, a friend of mine actually has a, a, a giant Lotso, and it's he's actually really cute. What do you think of him in this movie? Does it smell like Does it smell like strawberries? Strawberries. Oh, I, I, I hadn't checked. I hadn't checked actually. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give him a big old hug. <laughs> yeah, he's a hugger. He's a hugger. The idea of again with the imagery and how we had we grew up in the 80s with very scary characters at least the scary characters looked scary the fact that there's this seemingly sweet bear that is like so twisted and evil and really doesn't get his comeuppance at the end kind of gets his comeuppance well he gets yeah it's a A little tiny tiny bit but he's gonna be stuck on that truck forever but that's really screwed up. Yeah, like, it kind of is. All you wanted to do was be loved too. Yeah, that's twisted. And you needed to have those yeah. moments of humor in there, which they did with Ken and all of his clothes. That was kind of funny. Oh yeah, like my my my. I wonder if those clothes. Speaking of real toys, I wonder if those were all actual like Ken clothes, like because they wouldn't go through know, his whole trying on I'd, face. They might actually be like vintage Ken clothes. The, I'm sure um, some there's some Ken fan out there who was excited. Oh, the sorry. string that you pull for the dream house for the elevator. I had that. Oh, you had the dream house? Oh, <laughs> the, the jerky way it goes down. Yes, I was. I was very lucky. <laughs> but just, oh my gosh, so disturbing. So <laughs> yeah. disturbing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but and uh, now that I'm still older lots... and I've actually seen prison movies, so I'm like, oh, I watched Fat Beyond. 
couple weeks ago. It's just like that. Just like that. Alex, you were saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the thing with Lotso is that it's almost exactly the prospector like character from Toy Story 2. He's the same thing. He wants to keep his he's he's the god over his own domain, like you're saying, kind of he's the the demigod. He wants to keep things as as they are. He wants to he wants control over whatever little, you know, uh terrain he has. And um and it comes from his own tortured past. You know, they all have their own, they all have their own their own things. It's almost more interesting. His his arc is almost more interesting than anyone else's in the in the film either. But it is doing the same exact thing as Toy Story did uh Toy Story 2 did. Which okay. kind of drove me crazy. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, and the I'm, creepy baby doll with the eye. Oh, yeah. a big baby. How, yeah. That's literally the stuff nightmares are made right. of. But you know, you know, you know what? It was it was weird, and I and I take it. I, I think it's because it's, I like I have a have a, a baby, and uh, there was one moment where I think baby where big baby like he had an emotional moment. I think it was maybe towards the end. Where, no, no, he I, he was mm. crying because Wait, of his Darth know, Vader moment. Yeah. Where the yeah, Darth where, Vader. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, big <laughs> yeah, baby! The guy down like, oh, you're the best. I'm like, what? Am, what am I doing? I looked, I looked at my looked at my daughter on the monitor because she's sleeping. I'm like, oh, fuck you, baby! I'm like, God, you make me so I'm crying. At, I'm crying at commercials. I'm crying at big baby. Like, come on, when does it end? And apparently, never ends. I'm like, oh, that, that's great. Uh, I, I, I never like the um the moment where uh she's just uh she's staring off into the to the moon on the yeah. swing, like 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 you're you know just just sitting there just staring off. And it's uh, that's another. I mean, that, speaking of dark moments, I, there's so many of those little litter throughout the whole film where you just you know just see the you know ostensibly to work, at work as a century or something like you know keep mind things but just kind of staring off and wondering what 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 could be or, or where life went wrong or some all this stuff i don't know you, you get get a lot of that in the film where you don't expect yes. it yeah it's it's weirdly it's like it didn't have to be so dark like you can do like pixar is great at doing the adults you know mixing the two together this like i like i don't yeah. want to show my Kids. Tone is weird. It's, it was a prison very, movie. Yeah. Essentially, it was a yeah. prison movie. You've right. got the great escape. There, I mean, I, I would, I would argue there is a good way to do that because uh, uh, Chicken Run uh, demonstrates that Chicken Run is like oh, yeah. an amazingly entertaining. That was a really oh, it pretty, pretty much oh, is a great escape, and it's a great kids movie too. Oh, it's um, it works on both because it's like really goofy and fun, but and, and is, uh, it's psychologically dark. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. It, it it messes with them because yeah. they're you know they're they're trying to get back. You know, we had the d- discussion about gods and religion. They're tr- it's like they're trying to get back, and they're always gonna have to they're always gonna have to do this, or they or or eventually they end up at the at the now redeemed uh redeemed afterlife of Sunnyside at the end, and it's like a weird hole. It's like kind of this weird like nothing limbo is, almost. Yeah, limbo. That's the that's the part I thought was the most effective part of the film. That's where I cried the first time I saw it. Uh, oh, when you, when you saw the, the toys of giving Bonnie all of his toys, oh. yeah, and yeah. when he talked about each one of them, which was sort of like he was giving them a eulogy. See, uh, which is, oh, I don't, oh, Alex, you got something to say about no, that? No, that part, no, I just, that, that part couldn't uh, like I, I, I knew that part was coming because there's there's a scene like that in every Toy Story movie where you know they're all they're all the weepy moments. The the first one with Andy. Uh, wait, what was this? It was what was the song in the first one? Now I'm I'm losing it, but um. We talked about the second one. Oh, well, you know, when when she loved me, that that moment is just the, the most. Oh God, that just instant waterworks. Um, that part in the second one. But and this moment, when it comes time for this moment, it's like I don't know. You got this teenage kid like playing with a, you know, I, it does. I don't know. It didn't ring true for me. Uh, the, him introducing and playing with the with the kid for hours in in a, in a yard while he's talking about his toys. 
the moment that really killed me was a very slight moment. And it's one of those, if you like sneezed or like took a drink of water, you would have missed it. When he looks in and he pulls Woody out of the box and the little girl reaches for Woody and he kind of pulls her, pulls Woody back. Like, yeah. whoa, like, this, wait this, a minute, sister. Like, yeah. that moment for me was the most heartbreaking moment of the whole film. I don't know why. Just him, when the girl was like, oh, my cowboy. And he's like, whoa, hey. Like, yeah, like it's like, yeah, this like, like, reflex. Like, this is uh, hang on there, sister. You yeah. got all these other toys. Like, let me have my moment right. with Woody. And that was just, it was just genuinely sweet. And that yeah. genuine, like, recognition of all the happiness right. that Woody had brought him in his life. Right. I just, that for me made me cry. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was genuine and also earned a lot of the ending. Like it it goes on for a while. Uh, you know the, the ending. I'm like I like ah oh, I get it. You got the the music. You're it's really pushing. It. Like this is the this is the third and and at the time final Toy Story. So we're sending them off on a good note. We have to really we have to sell this. And I I, I think because of the repetitive nature of the of the movie itself, it it kind of it doesn't. It's not as true. It does. It does. It's not as earned as as I as like you really want it to be. You because these are these are characters that that we have grown up. Like this movie. Like at this point, mm-hmm. it is declared that this is not for the eight year olds who are seeing this this film. This is for their parents. This is for all of us who grew up with these characters at least mm-hmm. for at least at least somewhat. And we need to send them off. So like it's not it's not about. It's not really about the characters in the movie. It's about the audience members who knew these characters, and that's that's why it feels like a little like oh, oh, like Andy. Yeah, we get it. You're, yeah. you're you're giving your toys away. But did it make you remember kind of your own toys? Like honestly, after this movie, I wanted to dig out my crate of Barbies and play play with my Barbies. <laughs> uh, it a, did. A, that's a, what a I little. Was a little. I had a lot of I had a lot of uh, action figures I never opened because I was because I knew a guy ass. in college whose mother, and I remember this threw out his like original millennium falcon from when he was a kid and he was like and again he had come back from vacation and was like my mom threw away my millennium falcon (laughs) and he was like and it wasn't in pristine detail i mean this was a much loved played with his whole childhood and his mom threw it away and i was like (gasps) Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> mom, mom. If you're listening, I know you. My mom has threatened uh, to throw out all the crap in the closet many <laughs> times. She's never done. Mom, have you actually done it? I'm asking. Uh, I know. I, I know. And, and, and recently, one time, I, I went through and just looked at all my stuff. I'm like, I don't need any of this Star Wars Episode One crap because it's not worth anything. Because I was a dumbass 16 year old when I started buying. It. <laughs> Um, did you buy it before the movie came out? I did. I I really <laughs> did. I got rid of all my Star Wars books. I actually I actually still have I you know when but whenever I do go home I I have this uh, this old teddy bear named Teddy who I just always have to come in and, and give a big hug to because I'm like oh, Teddy oh, you're my like best her. friend and uh, so yeah it's not, like all of, all of my all of my action figures were buried out in the backyard 
uh, and you know, RIP to all the GI Joes and Transformers. <laughs> Wait, you really buried them? I, oh yeah, we buried. We had a sand pit out in the backyard. <laughs> we were like, we're gonna, we're just gonna have like, I, it's, a, it's a terrible grave. If they're if they if they if they're still alive. Yeah, that's Toy Story Four. Oh my god, them, them crawling their way out of Jesus, is like zombies. Very handy. But if you had a original Millennium Falcon from like the eighties, right. You probably wouldn't appreciate your mom throwing it out. Uh, no, probably, probably not. Um, so, uh, what? So, like, our toys get a happy ending. But I'm wondering, what about literally every other toy in existence? I think, because I think, you know what? We have we have the Woodies, the Andes, the Jesse. Who, by the way, Jesse should totally have. She should be going through some PTSD. Or something for through this because like this, oh. this shit's happening again to her. We we have the have these characters. Yeah. They're all they're all good and fine. But you know what I you know what I think the I think those are the minority of the toys in the world because majority of the toys are like Lotso. I think there are a lot of toys out there in the world who are very mad, very upset. They're either in the attic, they've been thrown away, cast off, replaced, or whatnot. And so I think it, that makes for an even more terrifying world because we have all these vindictive toys out there <laughs> wanting to, wanting you, to, this wanting to screw us over and screw over other toys <laughs> for the love. It's yeah. it's so it's so messed up. It's so messed up. Uh, another question: uh, Spanish buzz, yeah or nay? Yeah. I want to talk about the whole thing. Yeah, no, that's pretty racist. Like the whole Latin lover, like, come on. I mean, like, the, just, you know, all of a sudden, like, she's, you know, the whole thing at the end, too, where Jesse's like, oh, don't worry. I know his mode. I know his Spanish mode. I'm going to turn on <laughs> Spanish buzz and he's going to immediately start dancing. Uh, like, you know, he's doing his, like, flamenco dancer. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, oh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was funny the first time I saw it. Yeah, the fir- okay, the first time I saw it. How about, how about now? How about now? Now I'm like, I feel bad saying this, but I feel like I'm kind of over it. I'm sort of over the whole movie. Oh. And it's sad. There's a lot of animated movies that I'll watch and be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, we've introduced my son to the original Pinocchio, yeah. which is unbelievable. The score, the, I mean, the artistry, all that stuff. Now I appreciate it on a whole different level. This was kind of different. This is like, I loved it. And now I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was kind of grading papers while I was watching it. I wasn't really wrapped in attention. I kind of was like, "Hey, so well, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a surface." Like, like we've we've read into the text a lot by you know you know yeah by figuring stuff out. But mostly, it's it's like an it's an adventure movie. It's just it's like it's we have cute. we have a couple. Yeah, it's it's of course it's cute. It's cute characters. The, you know, the but, I will I will give the animation is beautiful. It's a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah. Uh, the the best of the bunch, one of the best Pixar has ever done. You know, because the I don't know, the the very nature of the story makes for like astounding animation for it. But uh, it's kind of uh, it's like sure, whatever. Just, and there's just too many like cheap narrative tricks. The one thing I, I always hated too was a. Uh, uh, uh... Uh, Mrs. Potato Head's eye, that whole thing, where it's like, where they, oh, they have a direct link to what's going on back home mm-hmm. because otherwise they wouldn't care about getting back in the attic. Like, that was so cheap right. that she's like, oh, I got my eye left at home, obviously, because I'm going to catch these important moments where I see Andy looking for, for looking for us. Otherwise, they would have never known. I think that would have been more interesting if they had just gone on, like, you know, living, right. not knowing that uh, what had actually happened. and then Not, not knowing uh, that their God that, had forsaken uh, them, but not really. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but they had this very convenient, you know, narrative device. Uh, 
that kind of does that. What do you mean the guy who basically rewrote Star Wars Episode Four would use convenient narrative devices in a, in a, <laughs> in a rebranding of an old story? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is madness. That's crazy. Absolute <laughs> madness. Uh, well, okay. Are there are there things you there are there things you do like? Do you like uh, the voice like the voice work? Tom Hanks. Yes, I think the performances are great, and I think that moment where he says goodbye to his toys is is very touching. I was still touched by it. I liked that he handed them off to Bonnie, and you know that they're going to be loved and taken care of. Mm -hmm. Ned Beatty was terrifying as a bear, and that says a lot. (laughs) Lots of yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think there's there's I think there's some interesting stuff there. I just don't like what they did with it. I, I think there could have been some interesting concepts to be mined from, especially from the, like the whole idea of a daycare. I never really considered that that could be the that could be the eternal paradise, uh, the the final, uh, the best place for a toy who wants to be played with every day. I mean, that, that, that it's it's a genius idea to introduce that. Uh, I just don't like what they did with it, and um, I wish they had done some. I wish they had moved on a little bit from the Toy Story two stories and having this uh, uh, seems good turns out evil toy character um i don't know and and so, the humor just rubbed me wrong too it's uh, they've kind of felt like they were trying to go for the adult audience because they realized that the the narrative couldn't really hold the the crowd like it usually does mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like kind of like like for a g-rated movie too some of the jokes they get away with for a kid's movie it's like you know nice ascot and things like that you know like that's the whole <laughs> yeah. some jokes mm-hmm. that are like wait a minute Pixar, what are you doing? Come on, come on. Oh. <laughs> also, have a lot of like gay jokes at Ken's expense. Not so many as I yes. like. Not so many. There's like the whole thing where like, oh, is it like all oh, Ken wearing Ken's wearing heels, and at the end when they're like, uh, yeah, write the letter. Like, he's like horrified. Yeah, they're horrified by by. Oh no, Ken wrote this. <laughs> that whole that whole moment. Like, oh come on, <laughs> like it's 2010. That, that let's of... let's let's be better, Pixar. <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. Oh, so um, did Toy Story three deserve best animated feature? Two thousand ten. I haven't seen the other movies, so I really can't judge. All right. Alex, are you reaffirming? No, I've already, I've already said, yeah, no, absolutely. How to Train Your Dragon got robbed this time, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, they, no, it, it absolutely should not have, it not should not have won. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I understand why they wanted to, uh, why they gave to it. I think it was one of the most successful movies of the year, and that's usually a good indicator. And also, it's, um, it's okay. Return of the King isn't the best Lord of the Rings movie, but it's the third one. It's the career win. We're gonna we're gonna give it to you. So it's like, hey, it's like these toys. These are in, these are like Hall of Fame movie characters, like mm-hmm. bar none. Like they des- they deserve their win for for this movie. And and and, sure, and like and uh, on an animated strictly on an animation scale, like it is a very impressive looking looking movie. And the you know all, mm-hmm. all, all of, like the sound mixing, sound editing. It's all it's all it's all great, but. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that they didn't have best animated feature back in 1996 and back in 1999 oh. when the first two came out because those clearly would have won, like just hands mm-hmm. down. There are uh, they're better. Uh, they're just better. Like Toy Story three, it has some uh, some good ideas. It does. I do like like reading religion into a lot of different things and uh, and all of that, but it it does. It does, uh, you know, the ideas are from Toy Story 2, and it just, it keeps hitting them over and over again, and it's just basically one long escape sequence. 
with and they're they're cleverly done but like who cares like we we don't that's all that's all they do because they're toys and that's all they're going to ever be able to do like can we can we in our infinite imagination and the infinite you know possibilities of animation come up with something other than something that came before um Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. maybe they'll get recycled in the next one and end up as new toys or products Ooh. maybe they <laughs> he's like a thought. chair yeah like some like some like uh, some like eco, like eco message or like there are too many toys and we gotta get <laughs> right. rid of them yeah but like but, he's, he's, like, stuck, in honestly, a, or he's stuck in an app and that's the next one <laughs> he's, no, like, yeah. he's like a like a free-to-play app that kids are playing with all the time oh my god that would be hilarious <laughs> and then crossover with wreck it ralph boom there you go, go. Well, it's another movie that's that's amazing that, that people need to see never more. saw that oh you should see wreck it ralph also uh has it's a fun. great has a great uh great pr- princess character you'll love her she's the best love her so uh well um Hey, that's Toy Story three. Uh, it's okay, I guess. Ultimately, <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Oscar Watch Podcast. Thank you so much to Alex Riviello for joining us once again in this. Uh, Yay, this Alex! I'm sorry you had yes. to watch this movie. Next time will nah, be okay. it'll be like a really great film that you'd love, and it will be so much, so much more fun. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, if uh, if you have thoughts, and I'm sure you do, please drop us a line at OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com and be sure to find us on social media at OscarWatchPod. Amy Thompson, where can folks find you if they want to discuss a this? Thompson 11 on Twitter. Yes, and she's also or on our Facebook page. Yeah, on our Facebook page, she's handling all of that. So get you know get into a screaming match with her. It's fine. Alex, uh, where can folks find your life and works? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, just Alex Raviello, if you can figure out how to spell it. You know, I'll be on there. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, do, uh, do you have any 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 like uh, any articles coming up for uh, game sites? Uh, anything like that? I have a big thing I can't talk about that I'm working on that should be really fun, a kind of gaming history thing that I'm working on for a site that I can't talk about either. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it should be fun, hopefully in the next couple of months. Right. Well, if that, secretive. if that vague uh, preview got you excited, <laughs> then you should definitely definitely find Alex on Twitter and and, and follow. Do him. I know how to promote my work or, or what? You're the, you're <laughs> the king, the king of it. Uh, next week, uh, we are going to continue our our little our little stay in 2010. We're going to discuss the best foreign language film in a better world for 2010. Uh, very different movie than this one for sure. Although both are dark and both feature kids so uh we're gonna let's see let's find out let's see what let's see what happens thank you so much for tuning in and until next time we'll see you on the right don't you turn your back on me don't you walk away don't you tell me that i don't care because i do don't you tell me i'm not the one don't you tell me I ain't no fun Just tell me you love me like I love you You know you do When we're together Gray skies clear up And I cheer up To where I'm less depressed And sincerely From the bottom of my heart I just can't take it Long